Welcome to the Manage Me podcast. Get ready to take yourself one step further. Welcome back to another episode of the Manage Me podcast. Today we're going to be tackling controlling yourself before you control your money and how that once you've controlled yourself you will be able to use your money to its full potential and really make it work for you. We're going to be talking about getting rid of addictions, going doing workouts, finding your best working hours, doing creative things and avoiding excessive gaming. I know not everyone feels like that but I'm going to touch on it because it's quite topical at the moment with China and everything. Anyway, starting off, getting rid of addictions. I've got three really helpful tips for getting rid of addictions. The number one tip is mainly, well, pretty much focused on anything electronic, but that can range from watching too much YouTube to going on social media too much or just generally checking your phone or your computer too much. So what do you do? This really helpful tip I've been following for the last six months or so and I've stopped using my phone a lot because of it. It's quite simple. Well, it's really simple, and it helps to save your battery. What is it? It's turning your phone screen to black and white. Now, this tip has helped me so much. When you go on your phone, you may be one of those people who just checks their phone, and they don't even know what they're checking for. They literally just feel like they need to look at their phone, even though they've got no notifications. They're just coming on all the time and looking at their phone. If your phone is in black and white, it will be, it's, you won't get that dopamine rush from looking at your phone or interacting with your phone as much. And it will seem boring after a while. Now I look at my phone and I look at it as like a utility now. I look at it as a way to just do things, not some sort of entertainment. And I don't have any games on it. I don't have YouTube on it either because I try to just stay away from all of that. Otherwise I'll get sucked in. But those are some extreme steps, but first turning a phone to black and white or grayscale, I think it's called on iPhone, um, it's really useful and you can search up how to do it, it's quite easy to do. And basically I've just got my phone in black and white, when I turn it on, it's in black and white and I'm like, right, okay, I know what I need to do on this phone is something important, it's not just like frivolous, it's not just some random checking just for the sake of it. Only problem is with your phone being in black and white is when you're taking photos or looking at photos it you will see it in black and white obviously which is rather annoying but you get used to it I've got used to it I look at photos on my computer now instead of on my phone if I really need to see a photo I'll send it over to my computer or black and white photos kind of just you get used to it anyway if that makes sense and also the other good thing I found out about having your phone in black and white is that when your phone's in black and white and the rest of your world is obviously in colour, you look at the outside world a lot more than your phone. So you'll be on your phone, it's in black and white, it'll be like kind of dull and boring. And then you'll look look up from your phone and everything will be vibrant in colour and like it really it's really good to to have. It gives you kind of the sense of life back. It makes you much more lively and like looking at the world around you, if that makes sense. Basically really just give it a go even for one day even for a week just give it a go and obviously if it's not not your sort of thing then obviously you can just turn it off it's not permanent that's the great thing about it so that was number one turning your phone into black and white number two is breaking the habit 
Now your habit could be, for example, drinking, excessive drinking. It could be excessive video gaming, which I'll touch on later. It could be, I don't know, whatever. But for me, my habit that I'm trying to break at the moment is biting my nails. So around four to six weeks of hard effort is needed to break a habit. You may know that making a habit takes around 60 days on average. So breaking that habit takes around the same amount of time. You just need to really focus focus and um, identify your triggers, write down how this addiction is limiting you. For me, biting my nails, it's limiting me because I can't open cans or anything, which is kind of annoying. (laughs) So you just need to write down um, how it's stopping your growth and how you'll be much better if you stopped it. And then it helps to set a date that you would like to fully stop. So it also helps if this date is an important date for you. For example, it could be a birthday, it could be graduation, it could be something completely different. But if it's an important date for you already, it will make it even more important if you're breaking that habit on that day as well. So think, is this improving my life? Why am I hindering my growth? Is the short-term benefit worth it? That's number three. Is the short-term benefit worth it? We need to look past the um, instant gratification culture that happens in today's society. And we need to think, is the short-term benefit really worth it? Biting my nails, I don't even know what the short-term benefit is. It's just a habit now and I'm trying to break it. But for example, drinking the short-term benefit could just be you get a little bit drunk or eases the pain away. I don't know. But if you think, is the short-term benefit really worth it? And when you start seeing in the long-term, and that's the same with investments as well, is the short-term benefit really worth it of just excessive trading? And you start to see in the long-term and you realise that the short-term really isn't, the short-term benefit really isn't worth it. And when you look at the long-term and you're like, wow, in like 10 years, I'm going to be so much better if I stop doing this. And you start to you start to almost connect to your future self more and you start to kind of have conversations with your future self, if that makes sense. Okay, bam. Those were the three things um, to get rid of addictions. Going through them again really quickly. Phone screen in black and white. Number two, break the habit around four to six weeks of hard effort needed. Number three, think, is this improving my life? Why am I hindering my growth? Is the short-term benefit worth it? Now, moving on. We're going to talk about workouts. You may have heard the phrase, action leads to more action. That is an incredible phrase and I just love it because you may have heard of the 3 to 1 method as well, where you count down from 3 to 1 and just do something. Starting off the action of going 3 to 1 already gets your brain into action mode and it's so much easier to do more action after that. For doing a workout, even the warm-up is kind of along the same lines you do a warm-up it's gently easing you into the workout and it's getting your mind into action mode and then you're going to go hit the workout hit the run or whatever it is and also it obviously helps warm up your muscles and keep your body good the three to one method and the action leads to more action method can help you not just with workouts which you should be doing um and listening to your body if you respect your body when you're younger your body will respect you when you're older and it will really help you out when you're older you find yourself scrolling through social media scrolling through instagram and you're just like 
blatantly scrolling through and you're like, oh, I'm not doing anything. And you know you're not doing anything. The first thing you need to do is admit that you're being lazy. And then you go in your head, right, I'm going to get up. And you go three, two, one. And you literally just go, don't even think about it. Just go three, two, one. Three, two, one should go before any action you do. The action should be followed literally straight after the three, two, one. It should just lead straight into it and you get on with it. And then once you're up, for example, three, two, one, five star jumps. Once you've done that, your brain is pumped, your body is pumped, and you're ready to go do some more things. It's the same with after you've done a run, you may get that like endorphin kick because you know you've just done something great and you can just go on and keep achieving things in that day and you feel a lot better because you've just done something great and you know that you've done something that takes hard work and hard effort and then you just go straight on, you knock off those activities. Same with workouts. That's why people do workouts in the morning because once you started off your day with action, you would just keep on doing action. You'll be an action machine for the rest of that day and you'll be so productive. Moving on from workouts, we're talking about finding your best working hours and also your best chill hours. This is something that's not touched on much. Many people talk about, oh, you're a morning person, you're a night person. Yes, that's true. You can be either or you can be both. Some people just are good all the time. But there's also finding your best chill hours. And this is something I've researched quite heavily. And I think it's not really talked about much at all in culture or society or anywhere, really. People talk about, as I said before, morning person, your best in the morning. But you can also have chill hours, your best chill hours, when you really when you really maximize your satisfaction in your chill hours. So for example, you could be working for three hours okay, not three hours, but like an hour on and then fifteen minutes off. Instead of doing an hour on, an hour off, in that hour off you won't be as chill you need you can have concentrated chill periods where you literally just sit there and meditate or read or something and you you just focus on being chill instead of doing something for example in some people's like chill relax hours they just i don't know game or something for half an hour but instead of gaming for half an hour if you literally sit there and you literally close your eyes and just think about nothing you will be so much more relaxed And then you will go into that next hour really pumped up with energy and because you would have that half an hour relaxing, focused, relaxing, focused, relaxing. I'll say that again. Focused, relaxing can like focused, relaxing for half an hour could count as three hours of gaming, relaxing three hours or maybe one hour of reading, relaxing. If you really focus on relaxing, then you will get on when you need to do your work and you'll be fired up and completely ready and obviously you can have those periods where you just chill for like three hours but if you have a limited amount of time you you can do focused relaxing you can search it up it's it's a thing that not many people know about but i think more people should know about because it's so cool and it really does work you should experiment with your hours of working and relaxing and focusing on the working but also focusing on the relaxing it's kind of like work hard play hard and it really does work. And moving on, let's talk about creative things, doing creative things, mixing up your schedule, doing art, making music, even making a podcast, doing those things in your relaxing hours, not your focused relaxing hours while you're still working, but maybe your chill hours, your like really super chill hours at the end of the evening when you're just trying to wind down, 
instead of turning to video games, which I will touch on in literally a minute, instead of turning to video games or watching Netflix or something, doing something that requires imagination is so important to do even once a week at the very least. That's something like doing art, making music, or even just mixing up your daily schedule. So say you wake up at, I don't know, seven, do your workout, do some work. I mean, obviously this can't be applied to everyone because some people have very fixed hours in work or something. But maybe at a weekend, if you wake up and you you know you have breakfast at a certain time or you know you're going to do that, do that, blah, 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 blah. Instead of doing that, maybe one weekend every couple of months, you switch it up completely and you, I don't know, maybe camp outside you just switch up your schedule completely whenever you can and it gets your brain into adapting again which is really important for it to keep adapting and keep learning new things and you may find that the new schedule you do actually helps you more actually feels better if that makes sense so just experimenting with your schedule with what you do in your daily routine just experimenting it and switching things up often is very important now touching on the final thing avoiding excessive video gaming i'm not just talking about cutting out video gaming completely because that's a bit extreme but for example if you have a weekend and you're like great i've got five hours to play video games now i'm talking about stuff like that for example a couple of hours on a weekend that's fine but when you're doing it for five six hours i've been there and i know many other people have been there but it's been called it's now being like really scrutinized in the press and everything it's been called a mind numbing distraction from other things and when when i started to see it as a distraction i was like wait a second playing games is literally just a distraction from real life and it it's kind of making you think that oh this life isn't as good as the one in the video game if that makes sense and you, when you start to see it as a distraction you're like wait a second that's not true i love this life and you're like well, let's go smash things in this life, not that random life where nothing carries over from this life. I mean, I know you can win prizes in video games, but that's very rare. I'm talking about the average video game player who literally just wastes hours. When you start to see them see them as wasting hours and a distraction, your brain will click and you'll go, wait a second, no, I'm not doing this. I'm focusing on my life and I'm going to achieve the stuff I want to achieve in my life and not in the game. I don't care if my character gets to level 100 in the game. I want to live to see 100 in the life. And when you start to see it like that, your mindset will switch completely and you'll be so much more focused. Um, just when I said it was topical before, that's because it is topical. China have just announced that they are going to restrict children to three hours of gaming per week. Three hours only. And that's one hour on Friday night, 8 to 9 p.m., one hour on Saturday night, 8 to 9 p.m., and one hour on Sunday night, 8 to 9 p.m. And that drive, that new um, kind of government initiative that they're trying to roll out is trying to tell people that we shouldn't really see video gaming as a sort of fun entertainment thing. Um, we should see it as more of a kind of a problem for the society, for, um, for children this is only for children, by the way, so obviously adults can do what they want to do. But when children whose brains are still developing kind of start to see the objectives in games, for example, going to level 100, 
when they start to see those goals and quests more important and like well more significant than things in their actual life that can really mess up their brain development and because they will start to neglect their their like uh their needs in the real world they will start to there have been stories about people peeing in bottles while they play games instead of just going to the toilet and respecting their own body and respecting their mind instead they're sucked into another world and it's it's really damaging to people whose brains are still developing anyway i think that about wraps up today's episode of the manage me podcast thank you very much for listening as always i've been will nut brown and i hope you had a great listen this time i hope you can share it with your friends and family and really spread the word of my new podcast the manage me podcast And as always, stay fresh, change your mesh. Thank you for listening again.